first we want to go over to uh, Tom Fishburn. We're going to take him on first. We're going agile, okay? We're going agile, and this is coming up on the 20th anniversary of Agile Software Development Manifesto, okay? So what's our strategy? We're going agile. The future is uncertain. Things are changing so fast. We need to adapt quickly. What do you mean by agile? That's one of the first things we're going. We, we can't define up front. It means we do whatever we feel like as fast as we can do it, right? That's what agile means. But anyway, Tom always gives us a backstory, which I love. 20th anniversary of the Agile Manifesto. 17 software engineers went skiing in Utah. They probably said, gee, we can get down these runs. Why can't we work together? <laughs> or something to that effect. I'm making this up, but it sounds... Uh, it sounds good. It isn't merely a software development problem. It runs throughout Dilber-esque organizations, they said. And I'm going to send this to Scott Adams because he always gets a kick out of stuff and writes me back. And Dilber-esque, is a, it, there's a, an adjective for you. Um, but basically, it, it, you know, it was a, a number of quickie milestones and things that worked really fast and and it made a lot of sense if you were all on the same page working together. That's a big if. Okay. Um, but the problem is that um, if you ask 10 coworkers what Agile means, you'll hear 10 different responses or even more. One of the 17 signers, Dave Thomas, said the word Agile has been subverted to the point where it is entirely meaningless. For Agile to stand for more than a buzzword, we have to define what we mean. Here's a few Agile cartoons from Tom Fishburne. May of 2018. We didn't have a strategy. We kept changing our minds and we failed repeatedly. Let's tell management we were just being agile. <laughs> now remember, marketing is is the future, is looking to the future. I don't know if you saw yesterday's program, but I edited it down on YouTube, so it's much better on YouTube. And you can go to http.j. Well, I'll put the link in the show notes. Anyway, uh, you can go over to YouTube, and I think it's in my LinkedIn profile, the YouTube link. And it's edited down, and it's what I meant to say. And then there's a new one up there called Why Sell Mail. This is the one I think of. This is life. You push the rock up the hill, and then you get the stage gate review. That was one of the little checkpoints that I was talking about. And then you push it up again. Now, what the difference between the Eastern philosophers and the Western philosophers is, in the Western philosophers, they tell this story as a punishment. That, that, uh, that, that the guy has to roll up the hill endlessly forever and ever and never gets out of it as a punishment. Whereas in the East, they speculate that maybe he likes rolling it up the hill. <laughs> Which is the case with us marketing folks, right? It used to always bother me that the accounting people got their numbers to add up at the end of the year, whereas ours never quite hit where we said we were going to be. You know, either we ran out of inventory because sales were great, or we didn't, or we had too much and we had to liquidate. And they were always giving us a hard time either direction, you know. And I used, I think in 10 years, I was plus or minus 2% at least half the year, 60, six of those years. And I was plus or minus 5% eight of the years. And I was within 10, the, the other two. So I was really good at it. <laughs> I was a scientist at projecting sales and inventory needs. But it didn't matter. My numbers didn't add up. So anyway, this is what we, how we feel. Okay, so now let's look at, now let's go over to YouTube 
and we'll take a, a look at that. Okay, now I gotta find the, I got too many windows open. And this, wait, 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 maybe we should set, no. This is a new commercial to, and I won't give it away. We'll just let it go and we can try. Okay, the gladiators are practicing and He a wants to challenge. To the GIF. A fight to the GIF. <laughs> okay. Silly child. Silly child. The, the new kid and the old guys just beat him up. He's playing with fire. He's playing with fire. Oops, and he keeps breaking the blades. Grabbing a new blade. There's a message here. And he grabs the knife out of the peanut butter. And he puts the knife through the shield and knocks him down. <laughs> and they show the peanut butter jar. Jif. Oh, it's hilarious. You no longer need a knife to Jif. <laughs> to the Jif. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> and this is part of a bigger campaign to announce squeezable peanut butter which sounds dangerous to me because it'll spill all over one of the things you know you got peanut butter and jelly the jelly's spilly and the peanut butter kind of holds it all together so i don't know if this is going to work or not but um you know it's a lot of fun I'm having a lot of fun with that commercial okay now we've got to turn that off and we're going to go up here to this one and uh the the <laughs> Have another cup of coffee. Have another sip. We're going to get to the mail in a second here. Okay, so the hustle says that this guy, Zachary Crockett, is, and he's he's one of their main editors, um, is one of the best. Now, here's the question. One of the most GIF makers or GIF at makers? I just wanted to dive into that. But it turned out, and when he's not doing gifts i say gifts when he's not crafting those he does deep dives into like how a janitor at frito-lay invented the flaming hot cheetos or the flat iron steak history which i loved that one i did a whole show on um but the gif was invented in 1987 by a computer scientist named steve Wilhite. and for what it's worth he says gif is pronounced with a soft g gif I say, GIF is a peanut butter, and GIF is an art <laughs> novelty, we'll say. And uh, the genius of Zach's is how little information you have to, to put up. Can startups make their own mafias? And this is, uh, this is Elon Musk with his little flamethrower, which is fun. Here's Apple eating the Apple Store, the app backlash. And here's a... Uh, Here's a new case for deep fakes, which is, you know, never mind. This one I like the best. You're doing good. You're doing great, Timmy. <laughs> it's like Timmy's channeling Steve Jobs. Anyway, uh, spooky, scary stuff. So let's get on to something more meaningful. <laughs> let's get on to something more meaningful. And take another sip of coffee. We'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Now, this is where I really wanted to get. A new twist on direct mail to... And, and, and the problem here is 
This is from construction. I put this together on a new computer, and it doesn't have the official software for this. But this is from the, the magazine Commercial Construction and Renovation. Okay? Now I'll take a sip. Does that sound like a direct mail magazine? No. Does that sound like a DMA publication? No. Commercial Construction Renovations, CCR Magazine. You won't find these articles on your own. It's just too hard. Okay, and he says, a new twist on direct mail. And he said, there's fierce competition in the home improvement industry. Direct mail may sound traditional, but this marketing strategy is highly suitable for the home improvement business. Okay, and he basically says, uh, if you want your potential clients to choose your business, you've got to learn a new twist on direct mail marketing, which is every door direct mail, EDDM. Okay, he calls it new, but it was it was actually uh, developed and released in 2011. What every door direct is is you can you can go online and you can look at your market, your neighborhood, your little city, your town, and you can see the carrier routes that you know the carriers travel and you can buy the entire thing and you then they tell you how many pieces you need to to pr print and you don't have to have a mailing list and you get a special discount because it's a saturation post uh, postage and they just take them to every house so if you've got a little tree trimming business or you've got a little you know handyman business or something like that this is a way to go legit in the post in the po through the post office not you know, rubber banded onto the side of the mailbox, which I think is strictly illegal. But you know, during the in the spring we get a few of them. But this allows you to hit every homeowner in a neighborhood, and you can pick. You know, you can pick the upscale homes, or you can pick the older homes. I mean, depending on you got to go online and see which ones you got. And it can be hundreds or thousands of pieces. It's a really it's it is to me the best thing for local businesses. And um, you know, every time you improve your house, you add value to the property. If nothing else, you show that you took some care with it. Okay, but with direct marketing, expect to get more phone calls for estimates and bids. That's what this guy says. Now, does that mean digital doesn't work? No, I'm not saying that. But this guy's saying, and I think rightly so, that you may get more reaction. Because why? Remember, direct mail goes to the household, goes to the decision maker. Go, the decision maker has to deal with it, and they have to touch it. And touch is 10 times more neuroreceptors than vision. Got that? And so we have 100% engagement in mail, right? So you know that whether they order or not, it's 100% engagement. But the fact that you can sell or, you know, call for estimates or call and will come out and give you, you know, set up an appointment, the fact, or, you know, go online, you know, here's a QR code, I, I'm a big QR code believer. Whatever your response device, you know, put something on there so they can get in touch with you. And, uh, you know, and don't assume just because you did one postal code that that's all there are. There's, you know, I mean, that there's other areas of your zip code that you can test. <clears throat> I would highly recommend testing different offers. You know, I don't know how you do AB splits, but I think you can do AB splits. I know you can include coupons and other things. So check with your postal local post office and see what the rules are and they'll probably refer you to a local printer who 
who knows the rules on the format and all the other things. But I just think that it's great that mail is getting out into the mainstream again as far as suggestions for building business because it is scalable. And you can go to the next town over and the next town and you can open an office there or you can have a local phone number over there. There's a lot of ways that you can expand through mail that are just basically unlimited, right? Very, very targeted. Okay, so the great part, I think, is this is a really good article, and you want to you subscribe to WDMA just to get your hands on this article because it's quicker and easier than going down and trying to find it. There's no doubt that direct mail can help you in growing your home improvement business. I like that. I really do. Now, here's what you want to also watch is go up on YouTube, look up Miglosh Marketing. You don't need any links. And if you can type Miglosh, you can find it. And uh, watch the Don't Sell Mail, if you're in the print business or if you're in the USPS. Because there's one other factor here, and that is you don't just want people to test the mail. You don't want them to just give this a try. You want them to understand that mail gives you the fundamental knowledge to grow your business. And anything less than that is a huge mistake. And oftentimes will be just a one-shot sale. What you want is for people to understand that mail is unique in its ability to give you marketing information. And that's what you have to be selling. So we're going to talk more about that dynamic of mail versus marketing. Direct mail versus direct marketing. And I think it will help you dramatically grow your business. Have a great day. Take another sip. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. <laughs> Happy New Year. Bye-bye.